0: Welcome to The Real Marathon Podcast, the podcast where we talk about the best in film each and every week. I'm Rob Carraher. And I'm Dana Carraher. And I'm special guest, Mark Carraher. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we are uh, getting together to talk about the new Apple TV Plus film, Cha-Cha Real Smooth, directed, starred, and written by Cooper Reif, and in this is his second Uh, feature film. A few years back, he debuted a film, I believe, at South by Southwest called Shit House. Um, And so this is his second film as a 25-year-old. It's pretty impressive. Danny, do you want to give us a little bit of a rundown on what this film's premise is?
1: Yeah, sure. When you initially told me about this movie, you kind of referred to it as similar to Lady Bird in some ways and I think that that's a good way to talk about it in terms of its plot in a way it doesn't have the same plot but it has this coming of age type of uh, feel to it Um, whereas Lady Bird is kind of about growing up in high school this is about kind of life right after college Uh, for this particular character named Andrew he is somebody who's clearly cares deeply about other people in a lot of ways, but doesn't really have himself figured out. And, uh, he's drawn to this mother and her daughter who has autism. And, uh, he kind of starts to, uh, build a uh, romantic relationship with the mother, but it's also, um, uncertain at times how much that, uh, actually is a viable relationship for them. Um, and so I, I, uh, would say the thing that really makes this movie special uh, for me is that I think that there's really strong performances in this and that there are, the, there, even though the writing I think has some issues, I generally did feel like this story had some freshness to it that uh, I, I'm ready to kind of dig into. Um, Mark, what were your kind of initial thoughts of Cha Cha Real Smooth? Well,
2: first, to address the elephant in the room, I am also related to the other character. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I don't have quite the expertise in movies, so I, I have some kind of general layman's um, uh, views of the movie. Um, as far as it being uh, compared to Lady Bird, uh, I really loved Lady Bird, so it's uh, it's hard to live up to that. Um, I can talk more about that later on, but... Uh, I I thought it was a really, it was a fresh movie and had some good ideas, but I'm looking forward to discussing the specific things about the characters and um, as well as uh, some of the script with you guys as well.
1: Rob, what were your, what were your thoughts?
0: So this is the sort of movie that kind of fits this weird niche for me where I can recognize that it is not the, most well-crafted film there are definitely some deficiencies but there's so much to love about it and you you buy into these characters so much and you're along for the ride that you're willing to forgive a lot and so it's just apple tv plus has kind of found this this uh area where they're very interested in acquiring films that are about people and just living out their, their lives. Even though this isn't the same sort of movie that Coda was, um, I can kind of see a similar, similar feel in why they were attracted to picking up this movie Um, because it it, it isn't about, it's not really an art house film by any means. I think that uh, he's not Cooper Rife as a director um, is is not our tour like he doesn't have like this this feel of um just being an excellent filmmaker Mm -hmm. but what he does well is i think that he gives a platform for uh good actors to kind of just showcase real life um and and tap into um just kind of everyday sorts of things and that could pop up and I, I feel like coda kind of did the same thing so mm-hmm. uh, with with Apple TV plus purchasing this from Sundance right after they did the same thing last year um, you can kind of start to see that that those are the types of movies that that Apple TV are, are going after and I think if you liked coda, not that it's the same movie but I, I would imagine you would like this as well.
1: Yeah, I would say they both are, they've got feel-good aspects. I would say that this is less of a feel-good movie than Coda. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think we should really get into the story because the story is simultaneously, the, the thing I think is really fresh about it, like we've been saying, but it also is very choppy at times. There's some dialogue in this movie that like feels like it should not work at all and uh i think that it's the performances that kind of make me like you said rob we kind of excuse some of the stuff in it because the performers are either really charming or there's something about just the the delivery of it i don't know but i I tended to have certain sequences in the movie where i was like oh that dialogue was just a little cringy and i know that when Mark and I watched it together, we were talking about whether or not we could like really buy in and believe the relationship that was in this movie. And I was like, I feel like I can buy into it. But Mark was saying that there was maybe like some some struggle there for for seeing this as like a, a relationship that could actually work. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, go I, ahead, Mark. I wonder um, I haven't seen the first movie that Cooper Rafe made ship house. Did you guys see that?
0: I haven't Mm -hmm. seen it. And part of the reason I haven't seen it is because I really wanted to watch this movie again before I watch it, because I I get this feeling that it might take away a little bit from this movie. Cause from what I have heard, it it borrows some of the, some similar aspects. I I really quickly watched a trailer beforehand uh, before we started talking. And it looks like he's
2: a similar type character in that movie um he's really earnest he's really high energy kind of guy yep. I mean this guy is not he's not a normal person uh, he's not a normal <laughs> character no. and his his eyes kind of look like they're almost about to bulge out of his head and <laughs> yeah to the movie and that may just be kind of who Cooper Rafe is but it, when I was watching the trailer for uh Shit House before I started talking to you guys I thought maybe you guys were going to talk I had seen that I, I thought, well, he kind of plays a strange character, and and maybe that's one of the reasons why the dialogue dialogue works in a way in this movie and doesn't seem quite so bad is because um, he's so strange. <laughs> he's, he's not yeah. a normal person, so he kind of has he kind of makes choices that are off putting to people, but he's charming enough that he gets away with it to even the characters in the show.
0: But I mean, yeah. I think that part part of that I think is the comedy aspect of it is yeah. that he. Um, I mean, the, the fact that as he's having conversation, he makes statements that are straight up lies. And then he immediately admits to the fact that that he just I know doesn't you're talking know why about. he lied yeah. about it. Uh, yeah. But I thought that's funny. I think that's a funny little bit. He does it a couple times. And um, you, you gain something about who this person is and how uh, really honestly, he makes it on his charisma because he's a charismatic person. um, And he definitely has some characteristics that uh, a person who wasn't as charismatic would be kind of a death sentence for them. And they probably wouldn't have as good relationships as they have. And he can say some things that are off putting um, to those around him, but because he's a charming individual, otherwise uh he kind of gets away with it like some of the stuff he says to um his his mom's new husband uh like he clearly doesn't have a good relationship (laughs) with his mom's new husband but it's funny like it it makes for good comedy
2: yeah and by the way that that guy is
1: robert
0: yes
2: it's robert from Um, uh, everyone loves raymond brad garrett
1: yes and it's just funny to see him be like the butt of every joke. The yes, movie like basically. he always is. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what you were saying, you you talked about like the, this movie is a movie that has a lot of comedy. Um, I, I almost wished in some ways it leaned harder into some of the comedy in this because I would have been able to buy in even more. Because I think sometimes when you cut dramatic moments with comedy in the way that this movie did, it felt forced um, and so I almost wish that we could like have had a better blend of the comedy and drama. I don't know where you guys would sit. I, I would categorize this as mostly a drama, but I don't know. Um, yeah. It, go ahead, Rob. Sorry.
2: I,
0: I think that it, if I was going to put it into a, a genre, I'd probably put it in comedy, uh, even though it, it does, it has very dramatic kind of points of view, but like, if I'm thinking about the end of the year, and you think of something like the Golden Globes, where they categorize it. I think that if they're going to, if this were to get nominated, um, it would fit into that that comedy uh, category.
2: I, th- I think it has to be comedy, um, simply because uh, first of all, he works at a place called Meat Sticks,
1: yeah.
2: it, which is <laughs> so unrealistic. hilarious. Bit, and, and then secondly, the other thing I thought was a little unrealistic was um, that when. Uh, as a criminal defense attorney, I, I just noticed that when he's um, when he punches someone, he continues to work in that job. Um, <laughs> and, and he also was drunk during a shift and he continues to work in that. So, I mean, there's some things that are just kind of uh, it's it's not as expansive of a, of a world as uh, Lady Bird was. You know, it's, it's much more you can tell it's lower budget. You can tell it's um, it's kind of got a smaller cast. And uh, I mean, there's not a lot of outdoor shots at all. Um, It it really seems like it is a smaller world than than
0: Lady Bird, for example. And I'm jumping all over the place. I'm sorry, guys. No, you're fine. Um, Let's talk about the performances. Uh, Do you buy Cooper Reif as this character? Do you think that he is fine to cast himself in his movies or... Would you like to see him maybe move away from that in the future as a filmmaker? Um, Or do you think that part of why it works is because uh, he, he's the leading man in these, these movies.
1: I feel like it's a little bit of everything you just said there, because like, I, I don't, in some ways, it's hard to see this being another actor because it's such a weird role. He wrote it for himself to play it. I'm sure, you know, and at the same time, I, especially we had that conversation of shithouse seeming very similar and it seeming like a similar character. I kind of would suspect that he probably can't do another movie with himself in it without just retreading the exact same performance. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that this works because it's him, but we kind of, I, I, it's even hard for me to imagine what else he's gonna do? Because it's such a, it's so clear. The whole movie so clearly written from his voice, mm-hmm. uh, and like you had mentioned, there's several times where he does this thing, where a character will say something, and then they'll walk it back really quickly. That's not that's something that not only his character does, but the Dakota Johnson character does as well. And I think that that maybe you kind of kind of see the heavy-handed writing there. Uh, and so, and I know I'm keep bringing us back into story, but I, I think then when you think about performances, that just is going to impact the overall performance that each actor can bring to it. So want somebody else to do his movies in the future.
0: Yeah. I think here's the thing. Like we said, we, we have some problems with a a few aspects of of the the story maybe of the writing Um, but overall I think it's a pretty charming story I think it uh, the dialogue works even though it can be awkward at times Um, and and it plays out pretty well and you think about somebody who's when he wrote this he's probably 23 22 23 Um, and to be at this level I think is a pretty impressive feat um, I did I heard that he wrote the Dakota Johnsons character Domino with her in mind. He knows her and was able to kind of write this this screenplay with the idea that she would be cast here. Um, and the fact that she did it, I think, obviously makes the film a lot better. Uh, her performance is probably the, the highlight performance for most people. Um, and I think I, I honestly, prior to seeing this movie was not that big of a Dakota Johnson fan. And uh, I think that she does a really, really good job here. Um, And you get, she's really good at kind of these nuanced moments. She, she does a really good job of acting with her emotions, her face, uh, facial expressions, and uh, you kind of get the, what she is feeling without her having to say anything. Um, And, the way they kind of bounce off of each other, I think, is, is really pretty good. And it makes me kind of go back to a statement Mark said earlier, where you are thinking about um, whether or not their relationship work, could work. Um, and I think that's part of it, uh, that, that we should be wondering if this relationship can work. Uh, it's almost you get that first part at the very beginning of the movie where he's a boy and he has a crush on the the party starter that at the the party that he's at. And you know, everybody knows that that, that doesn't work because it you can't have an adult and a child that have a romantic relationship. But it's sort of the same sort the the same thing, um, just now they're they're older. And so there still has to be that element of um she's maybe a little out of his league and that she has life experience that makes it where they maybe aren't as compatible
2: and Dakota Johnson is she doesn't overact at all um she's she's in a lot of things I think Danny were you saying that she produced this movie or she kind of found Cooper Rafe
1: Mm -hmm. well uh her and her producer partner had uh, like been in contact with him, and he basically pitched it to her without a script, and she signed on, um, before there was a script.
0: Well, and I think that she has a uh, because something we haven't really talked about yet, because at, at the core of this, this is a a uh, rom- a romantic movie, and it's about a relationship, but um. An extra element that I think makes this special than your typical romantic comedy is the the whole special needs storyline. And uh, I think D- Dakota Johnson must have a – want to work on projects that really highlight um, – kids with special needs or individuals with special needs. because Peanut Butter Falcon. The Peanut Butter Falcon, um, which is also very it, it kind of is, has a similar sort of feel, more of a low budget type of film that that allows to uh, them to showcase a an actor with special needs. And um, I, think, I think that's cool. I think it's a cool uh, kind of niche that that she seemingly has connected herself to.
2: Was the actor who played her daughter um, acting? like she had special needs or was she um she, she has she has autism yeah okay yeah. I, I i was wondering about the script because it seems like a lot of they didn't have her use any contractions you know when she's speaking mm-hmm. i i do not think you know that kind of yeah. thing and i i i don't know what i didn't know whether that was just cooper Rafe just trying to write it that way or um or quiet but yeah. I, I
1: think that th- I would imagine that this was a, a script that was very much informed by the performers themselves I think that they probably contributed to it and I would mm. bet that there was a pretty loose dialogue at times I bet there was a scripted scene but I bet some of the dialogue was f- formed through the performances
0: I, I think that's probably accurate
1: um I, I would. I'll just Say while we are still kind of talking about Dakota Johnson, you know, Rob, you mentioned that, you know, she does a lot with her face. And like, I think specifically she is able to act with her eyes like like there's a sequence in the movie where it's when he makes the bet that he can get her daughter to get on the dance floor. And this is also a really great just uh, directing choice to uh, decide. I'm just going to film her reaction you know and really just sit on her reaction and they move and as she's moving to kind of uh center herself to be able to see them dance on the dance floor you're just centered on her face and just the way she is reacting to that moment is such a touching moment and i think that's really good i think also there's a sequence where she like uh indicates to basically that she is romant- romantically interested to the Cooper Rave character at one point, And he kind of uh, softly, subtly rejects her. And she has this look with her eyes in that scene as well, where like she is just able to co- communicate, you know, that she's angry or that this is not what she wants, but she's acting like it's okay, you know? And I think that she's able to do a lot of uh, complex emotions and communicate that non-verbally, which is really hard, especially because this is a script. And I I listened to a, a interview with Cooper Rafe where he said that he feels like sometimes his characters say exactly what is on their mind, you know, which sometimes that's not, always the best way about going or it becomes too on the nose and it's great to have an actor like dakota johnson where you don't need her to say exactly what's on her mind all the time you know?
0: yeah because she's the mysterious char- character and all this yeah. he, his character is exact he says exactly what's on his mind and uh we accept that as the character which i i don't think is a problem because you have that contrast but i do want to give him credit as an actor um because i think um there is you were talking about the scene where she where he kind of rejects her uh even though he does reject her in that moment you can still tell that his character wants her but he knows it's not the right time for that
1: Mm -hmm. i Um, think he literally says that yeah i do think he says something like that yeah
0: yeah so I mean, and that once again, that kind of goes back to it in, in Cooper, Cooper Rife understands that uh, that's the sort of writer that he is. Yeah. Um, and so it's not like he thinks that he's being mysterious in all of this. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he is a little bit on the nose. Um, I don't know. I, I just think the whole thing works. Uh, in all in where it's messy and everything, I think it works and it's an enjoyable experience.
2: One of the reasons why it works is a character we haven't brought up yet, Leslie Mann, uh, playing his mom. Um, and I was saying to Danny after we watched it that she kind of is, has a more of a peer relationship with the Andrew character, which is Cooper Rafe's name in the movie. Yep. And, um, she, she, for example, goes to the back of the car and while the, they're driving at the beginning to comfort her son and there's a scene where they're sitting on the the kitchen island you know eating together and i was just laughing about thinking of our mom and our brother mike doing that (laughs) but um but anyway so she she treats him like a peer which probably allows him to be kind of treat adults like peers when he's younger you know makes him interested in that dj at the beginning of the movie and but he kind of treats kids when he's in a when he's like almost an adult in this movie also like peers too um he kind of treats everyone (laughs) similar (laughs) but leslie mann i I think was a good performance as well but she does probably kind of play a a similar character than she she usually does as well
0: yeah but but the what makes it good is that this is the sort of character that Leslie Mann plays. And I can't really imagine them casting anybody else in that role because it just works. Um, And, and the fact that he's like, yeah, I want Leslie Mann to play my mom in this, uh, that, that I think is, is important because if she's not the character that she usually plays, then a lot of what this movie is doing doesn't work.
2: Yeah, the only one of the differences is that she didn't have her kids in the movie
1: either. Yeah,
0: that's true. Seems like in a lot of her movies. It's because (laughs) Jim Apatow didn't direct this
1: one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Another part of the movie that we hadn't talked about yet is, I think this is actually a pretty important storyline to the movie, is the relationship between Andrew and his brother. Um, And I think that that... First of all, that kid is just kind of cute. And I think that... And also like a common theme across the whole movie is just how like good Andrew is at interacting with kids and like getting them. And that's part of why he's good at his job, you know, as a party starter. And, but the, the way that that little brother character is, um, you know, I, I think that they did a good job of doing the kind of stereotypical everything's great with us sort of thing and then there's a falling out but then they kind of come back together like it they did that storyline that you see in a lot of like romantic comedies uh and it actually was subtle and I I didn't feel like it was as heart heavy-handed as sometimes it can be
0: yeah and once again I'm a sucker for certain things there are certain things that just um draw me in and i'm locked in and it really doesn't matter if the the movie is well crafted at all i'm 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 there for it and any sibling relationship any movie that has a sibling relationship it just it hooks me and mm-hmm. uh this is one of the one of those movies um where because that's such an important part of it part of the the story and family i guess just in general mm-hmm. um that I think that's something that you can relate to, uh, especially if you have siblings and, um, it kind of pulls on your heartstrings a little little bit because of that. And, uh, yeah, I, once again, I, I was in this for the entire ride and, uh, I enjoyed it the entire way
1: through. Um, I, I feel like we've talked a lot about like story and performances. I just wanted to was there any technical side of the movie that stood out to either one of you guys? I thought that this was a uh, pretty well-directed movie, considering it's um, one of his first movies. I didn't think anything was outstanding. I did like some of the lighting choices that were made, Um especially because they do a lot of these dance party sequences uh what were your guys' thoughts
0: yeah i think that it's a pretty standard movie in terms of technical work um it does everything well enough to not create problems like there i have i have zero issues with anything technical with this movie but there's nothing technical about the movie that really stands out um they, they do some cool things I think with uh, some editing I think mm-hmm. the, the editing like slowing certain parts down um, the just some of the cuts
1: they have he um, does montage quite a bit in the movie and yeah, he, does. He, he does it pretty well I would say like montage can get s- super repetitive but I felt like the sequences where he was using it were different enough to make it work
0: yeah uh, it, he's the sort of well, I wonder if you listened to the same interview that I did, did, Danny, where he was saying that he didn't initially want to direct. He just wanted to be a writer. Um, and so the fact that he kind of stepped into this because he, he recognized his movies weren't going to get made if nobody was going to make <laughs> his movies. Uh, he, he, I don't know what Chit House is like, and I will end up watching it here eventually just because I'm curious. Um, but he, He's a sufficient enough director. He has an eye for what what he he should be showing. It's just that he's he's not about um, creating some beautiful beautiful picture for us to see. Uh, like we talk about some of the guy, the the directors that we're we're covering for our marathon, um, and all of them have such an eye for uh, the way that um, images are captured and uh, what we are seeing. And he's not in that, on that same level, but he does it, uh, well enough that he could be a serviceable, a serviceable director for the rest of his, his life. I, uh, I'm interested in what you guys think of,
2: uh, the, you you had meant you'd done some comparisons with Coda and Coda obviously won best picture last year. And, um, I don't, I never have gotten the impression, I've never seen Coda, and I, but I've never gotten the impression that that was like a
0: technical achievement either. Is yeah, that right? That That is correct. It is really not. I do think the thing that, Co- one of the things that Coda uh, technically has on, um, has on this film is that its score is pretty good. Uh, it has some music that really, really... Uh, makes the movie um both from the score and just some of the songs that they use in that that film um the songs do make a big th- that is a big part of this movie but yeah. <laughs> uh, it, because obviously the name comes from right. one of them and that's kind of the premise is that um music plays a role in this and it's used well and i think that um for the average movie watcher uh they can kind of appreciate that some of these songs that they they like to dance to at weddings and these celebrations, or uh, if somebody is Jewish, uh, the bar mitzvahs, uh, that, that they're they're that music that is a unifying in that way, and um, that's kind of how music is used here, and it, it works fine. Like he they do the the way this film is edited together is done pretty well. And for somebody who's a young director and filmmaker um, to be able to work at that level is pretty impressive.
1: (laughs) You you froze. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) That's yeah. My internet connection is unstable. So now I probably got all cut out there. Uh, Sorry, folks, if uh, you didn't get that. But all of a sudden I came back and you guys are laughing at me. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I was just saying that, uh, they, they the music is a, kind of the unifying part of this and that, uh, he, for a first time director, um, editing this thing together, uh, it,
1: it really works pretty well. mm mm-hmm. I I would also, you know, Mark, you asked about Coda. I I actually think Coda does have better cinematography. There's a lot more, uh, like you had mentioned, this feels cheaper or not cheaper, but it feels uh, simpler because there are a lot of inside um, uh, scenes, whereas there's like really actually kind of pretty scenes on the boats in um, Coda because they're a family that fishes. uh, And so... Like I, I think that aspect of it is pretty is pretty good.
2: And there's price of achievement in uh, showing the sign language in, in an effective way. Um, yeah.
1: The, yeah. there's there's some you know they do stuff with the sound design that kind of helps with that as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, did you see sound of Metal Mark? Yes, and I love that movie. so much yeah, They do some sort of things with that, like where the way that we hear things is a little different and uh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No. So the we've talked a lot about you know I think the the main kind of aspects of this movie, but I don't think any of us yet have given what we would rate this movie. Uh, Mark, what would you rate this movie out of ten?
2: And I, I promise
1: I didn't look this up on IMDb beforehand, but I happen to
2: choose the same number as IMDb, which is seven point five out of ten.
1: Okay. All
2: right. And I, I my my justification is that I think it's a, a good a movie, maybe great. But it, it is I, I don't I don't think it rises above the crop um, as far as um, in, in any technical sense or um, it, it's, it's not it's not something I'll probably remember for all time necessarily.
1: Gotcha.
0: Um, for me, I currently have it sitting at an eight but i kind of been jumping back and forth between a seven and an eight and on imdb i can't give it a 7.5 so i had to decide between uh a seven and an eight and i landed on an eight for this this movie and i think that it it is fresh enough i think that there are some interesting things i think the performances are really good um even though it may not be as, uh, as well-written as some of the other films that we're going to see this year, um, I really did like the screenplay. I think it is an interesting uh, screenplay. Um, and so, yeah, I, I have arrived at an eight.
1: You know, it's interesting because I would have figured, Rob, based on how we were talking about the movie, you would have scored it higher than I did, but i give it an eight, and I had like thought about giving it a nine, which is, you know, I, I, surprising considering I feel like I've been critical. I, I, you know, I, I think that we, I maybe just need to say I really was pretty charmed by this movie. And uh, I, I think that even though there's things that aren't perfect, there's a lot, like you said, Rob, that really works for the performances and just how the chemistry works between these two characters. Um, yeah, I, I, I did really like this. I think to kind of wrap things up, I am curious, is there a story or is there a um, genre that you would be interested to see Cooper Rafe potentially tackle in the future is there like something that you think would fit his style from what we've seen I know we only have one movie to base it off of but
0: um I think that his wheelhouse is definitely uh just kind of tackling the ideas of being human and the way that we interact with other people and so he's not the sort of filmmaker where I'm necessarily interested in seeing him do something overly different because I think this is what he does and so I what I do want to see him do is be able to write uh for some some different characters that aren't necessarily him um, and kind of see him develop as a writer in that way. Uh, That's what I'm most interested in is how he's going to develop as a writer because I don't, I don't foresee him becoming um, some auteur as a director where he's going to just have this, this feel or tone to his work. Um, I think at his core, he is a screenwriter and Uh, I just want to see him continue to develop as a screenwriter and and um, look at some different types of people that aren't necessarily just him. Yeah, maybe he could try a movie where he's not the main character.
2: (laughs) There's another director I like called his name is Jim Cummings. Um, He made Thunder Road, uh, Wolf of Snow Hollow and a more recent one. He played a cop in two of the first two movies. And he kind of was always on the verge of a nervous breakdown. And it, it, it reminds me kind of of Cooper Rafe that these two characters that he looks like he plays in shithouse too, um, appear to be very similar. Um, I was thinking back to what uh, Danny had mentioned before uh, about, about um, how it's, it's probably time for him to try a different thing, you know? Uh, otherwise he's going to be retreading stuff And I was thinking of like Woody Allen How Woody Allen always played himself Basically <laughs> in every single movie ever um, Granted, hopefully Cooper Rafe Doesn't go in the same uh, legal cast. But, um, <laughs> but uh, I, I, I Think that if people Are interested enough in you as a person um, Maybe he could uh, Continue to make movies that are engaging If he continues to play himself But yeah, I agree,
1: I, probably time to Choose something different though I would echo what you guys said, basically. I have nothing else to add. Anyway, we, we highly recommend
0: uh, uh, checking this out. I think that this is a pretty uh, easy movie for, for people to like. Um, I think that it, it doesn't take a certain audience to really, really enjoy this movie. Um, and just another reason to subscribe to Apple TV plus I promise that I am not getting paid by Apple to say that, but I, I think now good content right now. Um, they're going to have some bigger movies that are coming out later this year uh, that are well worth it. And the third season of Ted last will be on there as well. So check it out.
1: See you guys.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, I, get, I got cut off again, didn't I? yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well sorry about that check it out get apple tv plus we
2: overloaded the bandwidth
0: yeah apparently <laughs> yeah. um sorry three, about three that uh, but that that kind of wraps up our our show for today um tune in next week when we will continue our uh horror a tour marathon um, we are in the middle of Alex Garland and we will continue
1: talking about his films. So until then. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. We appreciate it.